My name is J.J. Matthias Thomas, and this is a Christmas Day message recorded as an evangelist, um, a, an office uh, that is described, a, a role um, that is described in the New Testament that I've been confirmed in, in the ways that the New Testament um, describes uh, one needs to be confirmed and uh, as a fellow human being and uh, Christian. And I'd like to reflect upon um, the concept that the Bible uh, talks about. Uh, first of all, anthropos, what is it uh, to be human? Um, in brief, I'll try to d- describe something that almost nobody talks about from the Bible. Um, and also uh, this notion of um, uh, modern chemistry, you could say, uh, because the Bible has something to say about that, and I think it's very important for us to reflect on it. So I'll try to be brief. First, um, the uh, the biblical uh, presentation about what humanity is is really radically different than what the um, academy uh, says, uh, at least in the recent hundreds of years that we hear about. Possibly there have been um, clear-thinking academics who have noted the truth that the Bible points out uh, to us very patiently, uh, but we don't really hear about that. So very briefly... Uh, what the Bible records is that there is a um, a new type of hominid, a new type of Homo sapiens, you could say, uh, that comes on to the scene, so to speak. It is uh, God creates this new uh, creature uh, about six, seven thousand years ago, um, and uh, the biblical uh, naming. Uh, in Greek, for this creature is Anthropos. Now, uh, again, the Academy does not talk about this, but uh, indeed, the biblical record that a new type of creature uh, appears on this world, you know, on this planet, about uh, six, seven thousand years ago, is confirmed in the archaeological record because. Uh, what we see in the archaeological record, right, in terms of you know what we can see from history, is that indeed, around six or seven thousand years ago, there's a huge uh, revolution or change in the behavior of hominids. All of a sudden, uh, hominids are creating cities and larger uh, social units. Uh, they're writing books. Uh, they're keeping records of various types. They're creating. Um, you know, uh, text-based religions that are quite uh, uh, developed in different ways, right? Complex. What can explain this? Well, of course, the Bible is saying that it was God's intervention. Um, and uh, what is the... Uh, there was, there's a Bible interpreter named, uh, I think his name is Vest. Vesterman. I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to uh, make a note about this and try to put it into the the, the notes for this uh, recording. But he, he says, when he's commenting on Genesis, he says, you know, what does it mean that God created the first human being? He, he says, well, it was that these first human beings, uh, Adam and Eve, they were able to comprehend God. 
they had that intelligence. Um, and I think that if you look at the Bible, what it appears to be saying is, is that the first human beings, um, the, the, certainly the intention was that they could uh, distinguish, they could comprehend God's commandments, right? God tells them, you know, this is, I've put you on earth to take care of the earth, um, and but there's one thing you're not supposed to do, and that is not to eat from the, the tree at the center of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then they're immediately tricked uh, by a satanic creature, a devilish creature. Satanic means oppositional. So meaning in this sense, oppositional, in this context, oppositional to God and goodness. They're immediately tricked. So uh, what we see in Anthropos is a being that is able to hear uh, ethical distinctions, but gets tricked. Um, and what's interesting is, is that uh, something similar has happened in the relation to chemistry, you know, and I just want to briefly, so I'm going to pivot now to the second topic. So what the Bible says in the New Testament is that there is this uh, uh, set of activities that relate to what we would call chemistry, uh, meaning human activity in chemistry, like uh, mixing chemicals, making new chemicals, um, making different types of concoctions and so on, so that we're trying to create certain types of, uh, you know, uh, yeah, new types of chemical substances. Um, the Bible, the New Testament, uh, comes down very hard on this. It, it's it, there's a there's tremendous warnings about this, and it's through this these Greek words uh, pharmakos uh, and uh, pharmakia. From which, of course, we get this word pharmacy and pharmaceuticals, right? Which nowadays refer to what are called medicines, but very misleadingly, as we now see from uh, uh, a lot of uh, research uh, covering the history of the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, and that is that it's a history of tremendous uh, fraud um, and uh, damage to human beings, damage to nature, uh, covered up um, through various uh, mechanisms of corruption. So the Bible, the New Testament is talking about this thing and it's saying that uh, uh, people who are involved, pe- pe- this thing of pharmacoi, which can be really, it can basically, it can have a range of senses. One of the senses is it, it is uh, people who are uh, coming up with new things that they're calling medicines and they're saying, take this medicine. Uh, it can be people just making different types of chemical concoctions and saying, you know, this chemical concoction is good for uh, this purpose or that purpose, you know, for cursing your uh, dreaded, uh, you know, sister or what, you know, like the, the basically the, the, the New Testament is using these words pharmakia uh, and pharmakos, pharmakoi being the plural, to warn about something. And in the ancient Greek record, these words could refer to a range of things. It could re- refer to people making things that they call medicines. It can be making people people and, and the use of, of things co- that are uh, being called curses or potions, magical sorcery, so to speak. But at the core of it, uh, all of these different senses of uh, uh, pharmakia 
um, which is this, the use of it, and pharmacos, pharmacoi, the people who are making these things and promoting these things, it does all appear to relate to chemical concoctions. And what I'd like to introduce to you is the uh, possibility that what God in the New Testament, that he has authored through his Holy Spirit in people like Paul and Luke and John and, of course, uh, the Lord, uh, the Messiah, uh, Jesus, um, is to warn us about this practice of uh, making new types of chemicals and, and putting upon them all kinds of claims. You know, this new chemical will do this and do that and please use it for this and please use it for that. Uh, and, um, and that just like Adam and Eve, uh, who heard uh, a particular distinction, but then were tricked into ignoring that distinction and not trusting that distinction. I want to introduce to you the possibility, very strong possibility, and I'd like for you to really reflect upon this and what a difference it makes in, in our lives here on earth, that God is trying to make a distinction between the things that are given in nature without human tampering to, uh, to create things that are um, uh, you know, potentially very damaging, um, and, uh, and those things that are created through these types of you know, chemistry productions, right? Concoctions of different types. Um, and again, there's a long record in relation to the pharmaceutical industry. There's a long record of research in relation to the chemical industry. Um, but I would like to introduce to you the possibility that really we, we need to go even further back than the modern chemical industry and the modern uh, pharmaceutical industry and even consider the question of, for example, gunpowder, and uh, because this uh, making of cannons and making of uh, rifles and so on really changed the face of the earth, as you probably have heard, uh, it was with the um, uh, innovation, right? And again, it goes back to chemistry, right? Because it was a question of making concoctions that enabled uh, people to invent um, uh, uh rifles and pistols and, and, and cannons. And it was, it was these innovations based on chemistry, based on n making new chemical concoctions that enabled uh, 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 groups of people uh, to go and use these new weapons to then um, do terrible things to other groups of people, right? Uh, including the huge... <clears throat> so-called colonizations, right? Essentially, it means going and uh, taking over, um, getting power over another people. And, uh, and I hope that you are somewhat aware of the tremendous misery and injustice that this entailed, um, that uh, people would show up with guns, for example, in the what are now called the Americas, um, uh, you know, Latin America, South America, Central America, uh, North America, people showed up with guns and then more or less told the people who'd been living there for thousands of years, okay, well, you know, this is now what you're going to do. You're going to come and work in my gold mine. And, and a lot of them, a lot of the, these people who'd been living there, they died because of uh, various types, you know, there were diseases that the, that the conquerors brought from Europe. 
and uh, there were just dreadful uh, living conditions for these people and, and uh, mass death and mass misery and, and tremendous injustice. And uh, this really is a kind of pattern, you could say, because, so you could say, so a particular type of chemical concoction then leads to a particular new way to, to, to use, to, to get power over other people. And what we see is, is that the chemical industry and the pharmaceutical industry have brought this in a different way. So it's not bullets, but now it's injections or pills. Um, it can be things being sprayed out from the back of airplanes, which uh, Geoengineering Watch, an organization um, based in California, uh, is tracking uh, now for uh, coming on about 20 years uh, and I encourage you to see their new documentary called The Dimming, which is about this mass spraying of chemical concoctions uh, for various purposes from uh, thousands upon thousands of aircraft uh, on a, basically on a constant basis almost. Um, and uh, to understand that there's a particular... The, what the Bible witnesses is, is that Almighty God, the Creator, He has put together the world in a perfect way uh, for uh, creatures to uh, essentially to grow and learn and be tested and, uh, and to, to then uh, have the uh, possibility to go into the next world, the next earth, which is a place where there is no death and curse and crying and pain and so on and so forth. He's created this place with this satanic opposition, right? And all of us have the opportunity to say no to the opposition and to say yes to the ways of the creator, the goodness of the creator, including that the, the creator has created medicines from nature. And this indeed is the witness uh, also of a lot of research that, again, the academy to a large extent suppresses, but it's there. Um, uh, for example, in the in the area of cancer uh, treatments, uh, I encourage you to see a documentary put together by one of the best, if not the best, documentary filmmaker today, a man named uh, Massimo Mazzucco, Italian, uh, who's been working in America for a long time and then returned to Italy. His documentary called "Cancer: The Forbidden Cures," which he very uh, generously has made available free to watch. Uh, if you can find a copy online, there, I think there's hundreds of copies that have been uploaded because he allows this, um, where three different uh, natural and highly effective cures for cancer are profiled, including the in tremendous, brutal, intense uh, suppression of these cures. Okay, So in that one documentary, which only lasts, I think it's about an hour and a half long, you see precisely this paradigm. God has provided the cures for cancer. They're in nature. These three examples essentially prove it because they're three totally different approaches using natural substances to cure cancer, and they were curing tens of thousands of people, including extremely advanced cancer where, uh, quote-unquote, modern medicine, right, meaning, you know, to a large, sadly, to a large extent, the the uh, the the you know the the corrupt uh, face 
of the chemical industry and to a large extent the banking industry and and uh, a lot of sat- satanic um uh, religiosity behind them through bizarre networks that we're learning about like the freemason network and uh, something called the illuminati network and so on which through banking and other types of industrial control mechanisms has tremendous power over the medical industry, pharmaceutical industry, chemical industry, and so on. Um, that, you, that that, you could say, satanic front, uh, chemical industry front, tells people, oh, your cancer is so advanced, there's no hope for you. And what, this, uh, what, these, what these cures have been showing, uh, for example, the Gerson uh, approach, a, a highly trained medical doctor from Germany who came to America, and was treating thousands upon thousands of people. And through his daughter, his approach has lived on in Mexico. They were you know, uh, uh, persecuted horrifically in America, so they had to go down to Mexico. Uh, is that they would, they would receive these uh, people who had been told by the, uh, again, by the satanic front, uh, the, the, the pharmaceutical front, men of the medical industry, you know, so-called medical industry, that, oh, your cancer is so advanced, uh, go home and die. And, you know, as Gerson would say in his beautiful uh, German accent, you know, Kurt, uh, he would say, <laughs> you know, it's a, he would say, uh, doctor say, uh, uh, you know, go home and die. And, you know, cured, he would say. And, and indeed, the evidence is there that these people were being cured. And I actually met uh, a person who had gone, I believe, to one of his clinics in Mexico, a Mexican lady, and she was cured um, uh, of cancer. So, uh, but again, it's it's not a question of one incident. It's a question of thousands, tens of thousands of, of cases uh, that prove that indeed God has provided medicines in nature. Gerson's approach was based entirely on nat- natural products, not not new chemical concoctions at all. Um, and that we need to make the distinction, right? And we need to hold to the good things that God provides, not the wicked things that the Satanists provide. And, uh, or not to be involved in opposition, right? Again, what does Satan mean? It means opposition to God, okay? So, uh, we need to be uh, allergic to opposition to God. That is what the whole message of the Bible is. Do not oppose God. Listen to his word, his ways. Listen to his son, uh, the one who came and showed us the way of God, which is of mercy and forgiveness and, um, and uh, uh, tremendous love. So uh, I want, on, especially on this day, Christmas Day, uh, when I think a lot of people in this world are concerned about uh, what the pharmaceutical industry is doing, um, pushing uh, uh, tremendously dubious uh, uh, injections on whole populations, um, to consider uh, this distinction that the Bible uh, provides between uh, the, the, ma- the medicines that God has created. This is quoted in uh, one of the Greek uh, books of the Bible of the Old Testament called Sirach or the Wisdom of Jesus Ben Sirach, uh, which is re- uh, preserved in what is called the Deuterocanonical uh, books uh, by the Orthodox and Catholic 
uh, traditions, and in the New Te- in the Protestant tradition, it's uh, part of what's called the Old Testament Apocrypha. But uh, certainly, it it appears to be very uh, inspired, very much inspired by the Holy Spirit. And in the thirty eighth chapter of Sirach, uh, we hear that the Lord created medicines uh, from the earth. Um, so uh, to to hold on to that distinction. And to remember that this is this is a promise, and indeed, we, there's so much evidence that indeed this promise is kept. The the medicines that we need, they are there in nature. Whereas uh, these pharmacoi and and pharmakia, right? These these uh, these um, propositions, right? These claims. Oh, I've made a new chemical. It'll do this for you. It'll do that for your, you know, whatever. Um, that we should be uh, really maximally skeptical towards it. Maximally, what the Bible says is is that pharmacia, which can involve, which can pharmacia itself can mean the use of these chemical concoctions. That in and of itself, pharma that that thing, the use of chemical concoctions, number one, can prevent a person from inheriting the kingdom of God. Meaning, it can prevent a person from being able to go into God's eternal life, the next kingdom. Uh, and to share in the life of God, in the Holy Spirit of God and his family. Uh, the Bible also says that f- this thing, pharmakia, the use, which can mean the use of new chemical concoctions, is how a, um, a dreadful, uh, wicked uh, spiritual movement called Babylon, which d- develops this uh, global... Um, uh, system of merchants who have tremendous power over in the world, okay? Which, of course, we see right now. I mean, again, this is extremely well documented that there are these networks of extremely wealthy, you could say, merchants, right? They've made their money through uh, merchant banking, through selling things, you know, whether it's software, chemicals, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, oil, whatever. These people have. Um, accumulated and power individually and together, and that what the Bible says in the 18th chapter of Revelation is is that this horrific uh, spiritual system, Babylon, has this uh, network of merchants uh, who are who were. It says, you know, in the, at one point the great ones of the earth, and we do appear to be living in a time when these merchants are trying to do that. They're trying to uh, use a lot, exercise a lot of power over uh, over the world. It says that they they were they uh, through their pharmakia, they misled all nations, and indeed we see that going on right now. If we read pharmakia to mean pharmaceuticals, indeed pharmaceuticals are being used to mislead all nations. That's true. And furthermore, on the broader concept of pharmacia, meaning the use of any chemical concoctions, right? I mean, I'm talking about going well beyond the old traditional uses of chemicals, like, you know, chemical concoctions like wine or vinegar, okay? That's not what we're talking about here. Somebody who says, oh, I've made vinegar from grapes or that's not, right? I mean, that's not, a, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people coming up with new chemical concoctions, right? Well beyond wine and vinegar, um, uh, and, and th- these chemical concoctions, again, uh, geoengineering watch talks about this, you know, these spray spraying from the backs of planes, um, 
and uh, the chemicals uh, that are in our food, are in our furniture, uh, in our you know transport uh, mechanisms like cars and trucks and things like that. Um, uh, chemicals, these these chemical concoctions, this pharmacia is, you know, it's it's quite uh, uh, quite present, you know, in many many different things in in so called modern life. And that the Bible says that this is uh, pharmacia uh, is used by this Babylon system through its, uh, you know, it's connected to this system of merchants um, to mislead all nations. Uh, and again, this is well confirmed in the research, uh, which you can see one of the organizations that uh, documents this is an organization called Children's Health Defense. Uh, which is uh, also based in California. Uh, the headquarters are in California, uh, established by the nephew of uh, President John F. Kennedy, uh, who and he's the son of Bobby Kennedy. So his name is uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And uh, um, I would like today, on Christmas Day, to... Uh, ask you to reflect on a world where we, anthropos, anthropoi, yeah, uh, the descendants of Adam and Eve, the ones who are capable of making ethical distinctions uh, and, and of capable of more advanced thought, uh, more advanced systems, what if we rejected all of these chemical concoctions and the whole system uh, that is interlinked with it, right? All their banking systems and and military systems and so on uh, connected to all this chemical concoctions, right? This sort of global domination system that has been uh, uh, developing now over several hundred years. What if we rejected it? What would life look like? You know, uh, imagine the richness of it, the richness of the natural good things that we would be receiving uh, and helping to cultivate. Again, what is Anthropos's first uh, duty. It is to take care of this world. It is to take care of creation, which we read about in the first chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1. Imagine, um, and, I, and I would say beyond imagine, consider the wisdom of actually right now uh, turning your life toward uh, this calling and this duty of Anthropos to take care of this world and to reject uh, these chemical concoctions and to, to, uh, to reject the ways of Satan, to reject all opposition to Almighty God, the Creator, and to embrace and to give thanks for and to promote the, uh, the good things that God has provided us. Yeah? All the, the, as it says, you know, the, the medicine that is in nature that God created not new things, but God already created, you know, things like sunlight, you know, I mean, the vitamin D question, you know, which has become well-researched now over the years uh, and all the medicines that are in nature um, and, uh, and away from these energy systems uh, and financial systems that have been invented um, in step with this uh, chemistry-founded uh, domination systems, chemistry-founded violence systems. Um, because 
what a lot of the people who are looking at these uh, global domination systems uh, are pointing out is is that uh, one of the ways to protect yourself is to be uh, so-called off-grid, not reliant upon the energy system uh, that is controlled, uh, again, in tandem with, in connection with these violent systems, these pharmaceutical and, you know, uh, chemical-based uh, violent systems, um, uh, how, getting your food independently of them, um, and, and creating communities where your money, you know, your ability to pay for things or trade things or share things is not dependent upon these uh, global domination systems. This becomes extremely important when one looks at the warning of the Bible in Revelation chapter 13, which warns that the ability to buy or sell um, uh, anything uh, becomes tied to taking a body marking from a global satanic governance system or government system, which we also see coming into uh, into view. It's 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 being developed. It has been developed to a large extent. It is being pushed by these uh, mega merchants, um, which you can see profiled. For example, Corbett Report. Uh, which is based in Japan, led by a uh, by a uh, Canadian journalist, uh, James Corbett. He has been profiling uh, the development of these body marking systems and tracking and all the you know the financial transactions, all connected to a sort of body marking. And have you taken your injections? This this you know the the the, the needed the so called you know again fraudulently promoted uh, chemical concoctions. Uh, so, uh, this uh, lack of distinction between the good things God has put in nature and the new chemical concoctions that human beings um, uh, or people masquerading as human beings, of course, because this is another whole problem of the, you know, the, that if Anthropos only comes onto the scene 7,000 years ago, then it can be that there are actually hominids right now who are not really anthropos, but that's a much more complex question to take on, which I won't try to take on right now. But the point is, is that we need to make a distinction between uh, the good things that God provides and that God blesses and the dreadful things that God warns us about, like pharmacia um, and those people who are promoting it uh, and the Babylon system and the mega merchant system involved in that and the global satanic system of government that is warned about, that we see uh, coming into view now, that is, again, uh, documented and profiled by Corbett Report. Uh, and to, uh, to embrace the good things that God uh, has, has ordained. He has uh, put them in the order of uh, life in this world. And one of them is that when he created Anthropos, Anthropos was created in his image to take care of his creation. So on this Christmas day, I encourage you to do so, to embrace the good that God has put into Anthropos and to look forward and to look, uh, to look forward to taking care of his creation and to uh, look for opportunities to take, uh, to take care of his creation. And what I would, uh, I would be, negligent if I then did not go to the next 
uh, question of, of our duty as anthropos, which is described in Romans chapter 1, which is to acknowledge our creator. We didn't create ourselves. Uh, nature did not appear out of nothing. There is a supernatural creator who brought nature into being um, and to acknowledge our creator, to give thanks to our creator, to glorify our creator, to bring glory to our creator, and to give the proper place to knowledge of the creator. So, um, and that ultimately, uh, the most important aspect of that is listening to Jesus of Nazareth, who uh, is the eternal son of the creator, the eternal uh, child of the creator, um, and who uh, took human form, uh, whose birthday we celebrate traditionally on Christmas Day. Uh, of course, I'm aware that many people find the, this concept uh, objectionable, it's, you know, the, uh, celebrating the birth of, of Jesus of Nazareth on the 25th of December is objectionable. I understand, um, and again, I would point, as I have elsewhere, that the Bible says we're free to celebrate different holy days. You know, we give each other that freedom. If somebody wants to celebrate the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, the Messiah, on a different day, that is absolutely your right. I'm not insisting you celebrate it on the 25th of December. In any case, um, that we listen to uh, Jesus of Nazareth. And that involves, as Jesus himself says, uh, for example, in John chapter 14 and John chapter 15, it means uh, keep his words and commandments. So to keep them. And that can mean to actually uh, to do them, right? To, 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 to obey his commands. Uh, it can mean that when you keeping his word, it can mean that when he's taught something on a particular topic, like the end times and the rise of lawlessness, that we, we keep this and we, we tell people about it. You know, we say, well, don't you know, uh, you know, please listen to what uh, Jesus of Nazareth, uh, uh, the, the, the Messiah, the, the eternal son of the creator has said about this topic, you know, the end times and, uh, and so on. Please listen. And please listen to his apostles, like the one who wrote Revelation, right, uh, John. Uh, please listen to his apostle Luke and his apostle, uh, well, of course, whether Luke was an apostle. I mean, Luke wrote the, 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 the gospel according to Luke and Acts, it appears. So, uh, meaning we should, the whole of the New Testament is really, uh, either it's directly the words and commandments of, of uh, Christ, or it's the... It's those who we should listen to, right? Because Jesus says, if they listen to me, they will listen to you. So we need to listen to Paul. We need to listen to Luke. Uh, we need to listen to Mark and John and Matthew and Jude and James, all these authors, because they are working with the same Holy Spirit. They're working on behalf of Christ. Um, and uh, that these are our very basic duties. And what Romans 1 says is that when we fail in those four basic duties, to acknowledge our creator, to thank our creator, to um, uh, glorify our creator, and to uh, give the proper place to knowledge of our creator, right? Which, as I say, ultimately, surely, certainly means, I've seen this confirmed in so many miraculous things over the decades, uh, it means to keep uh, Jesus's words and commandments as the absolute highest priority, to be a disciple to him, to follow the way that he uh, describes, because that is the way that is pleasing to God and brings us into eternal life. Um, 
when we fail in these duties, the consequences are rough and they are manifested, right? It's, it talks about how this thing of people who fail in these duties are handed over to different types of manifestations of God's wrath, uh, you know, that people become incomprehending and foolish uh, and uh, handed over to many different types of dreadful, dreadful um, spiritual and psychological and uh, emotional impulses towards uh, murder and t- terrible sexual immorality and uh, uh, gossiping, all, you know, whispering, all kinds of dreadful, dreadful, dreadful things. So uh, I hope you understand that when I speak about the, the first duty of Anthropos, which is described in Genesis 1, I also need to talk about the... Uh, the, the duties of Anthropos that are described in Romans chapter 1. Uh, so I submit this uh, as, a Christ, Christ, as a Christian message on this day uh, with the hope of your uh, blessing this day and forever. <laughs>